Hi, I'm Antrell. I'm a mom, a wife, a working professional, entrepreneur, and most of all, I'm an everyday person just like you. I created the Smooches Podcast to help empower, inspire, and to help you discover your true authentic self through storytelling and laughter. So let's get inspired and laugh. Tell a friend about the podcast, subscribe, follow, rate, and if you're ready, let's have a good time. Smooches. Hustle. Is this a good term or a bad term? How about hustle culture? Is this a good term to you or a bad term to you? Where does hustle culture fit into our today's society? What is hustle culture doing to us as a society? This is what I wanted to talk about today on the podcast. So if you're ready, let's get into this episode of Smooches Podcast. Smooches! Hello, 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 beautiful people. Welcome back to the podcast, Smooch's Podcast. Hello, thank you for coming back to the podcast. Let's just get into it. So on this podcast episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about hustle culture. So I've been thinking a lot about hustle culture lately. So first, let's explain why. I have become so interested in hustle culture. So I started a new position, as I told you the last podcast and probably the last podcast before that, that um, would give me the opportunity to counsel individuals that were at risk. Um, And that um, as this counselor, um, I would be dealing with traumas, homicidal, suicidal situations, um, and much more. Perfect opportunity. So when I read the description of the actual position, um, to me, I felt like perfect. Great opportunity. I'll be able to really hone in and focus in on this counseling, therapeutic um Short term, I would be a short term counselor. So one shot, you would speak to me and then I would direct you to someone who had an opportunity to counsel you long term. Great opportunity. Something about short term to me sounds wonderful, right? (laughs) So um, and and two, that it was very diverse, right? So I never knew what I was going to get in to. Uh, when, once the call came through, um, and I like that because I, well, I really have a niche, right? So I know what area I want to work in to, I want to work in, in the counseling, um, environment. Uh, so, but it's nice to see other areas to be familiar with them because you never know when you're going to come across a situation and you'll have those skills, right? So this was wonderful. Um, With this position, there were a couple of different um, parts, right? And um, 
And I mean, it's, it was a great job. Just everything about it, you know, the pay, the was decent. Um, you work from home. I mean, what more can you ask for? You know, you don't have to be in a stuffy office. Just great, right? Perfect. Anything that seems that perfect is a lie. It's not that perfect. And you know, I was taught this, but Sometimes you just are just so like blindsided by what's being said. You forget to ask the important questions. So all of that must have went out the window when it came to me. I was so in glory with all the bells and whistles. It was just like, oh, yes, give it to me. So take the position in training and there's different levels to it. So the first level it's like customer service. So I'm like, what? Do what now? What had happened? Hello? Is anyone there? Because I don't remember signing up for no customer service position. Okay? For starters. So how it was explained to me and the other counselors was that you needed to know these steps because you had to know the system which made a lot of sense. It was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Because me and the other counselors were confused. When I tell you we were confused, like what is happening? People were ready to quit. They felt so bamboozled, right? So <laughs> go through the training, get to the second part of the training, which is like a clinical part of the training. And it's explained to us, well, you'll be taking some of those calls like that because a lot of the organizations that we work with, they want to speak to a, a counselor right up front as the first person, first line of contact. And I'm like, what? So this person might not have a question that needs attention from a counselor. It could be answered by a customer service person, but you're going to get a counselor because that's what you want. That's what you paid into. To me, it's like you could have saved that extra step, but I understand these companies are for profit people. If they find a margin where they can make more money by adding a little something in there, why not do it? It's smart. It's genius, actually. But I didn't feel like it was genius when it was explained to me. I was like, mm. because I'm not the type of person who wants to do customer service at this point. I just I don't. I absolutely do not. Customer service is not for everybody. Not as an employee, it isn't. When I'm calling in, uh, getting help for something, absolutely. But to work in that environment it's not for me. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I worked in customer service, okay? It mentally broke me down. I don't want to see another part of customer service. So this is the part where it got me to thinking about hustle culture. Now, there are some people that were in the training. And even though, like, these things were going down, they are still gung-ho about holding on to it, uh, the position. Me, on the other hand... Not so much. 
I'm I'm saying to myself like, whoa, this is not something that's going to clear up and then it's going to go away. And you'll just be strictly counseling. This is something that's going to continue on. And not just that, you know, there were other things that I had questions about, but I was willing to deal with those because of what it was that I would be doing. I, I love that part. But the extra stuff, no. Because had you had said up front, hey, you're going to have to do this also. Um, I'd be like, okay, you need to show me more money. Hmm. Okay. Like if I'm going to do that, like, yeah. Or I might not have taken the job because I just didn't want that type of position, which in actuality, I did not want anything extra like customer service. Absolutely not. I didn't want it. So I would have said no to the position and kept it moving. There was no way had I known that I would have taken that. And this just gets me to thinking about hustle culture. Now, a lot of those individuals are going to keep it because the hustle, the hustle of everyday living to keep up with society and all of that, they're going to absolutely continue with this company. Now, not to say that this company doesn't have a lot of opportunity for growth and things like that. If you can take out the customer service piece, I would be so good with it. To me, there are so many moving parts with this that it leaves you less time to really focus on the risk calls as they come in. You're doing too much. And to me, I won't be as 100% focused on the uh, at-risk person calling in because when it comes to customer service, you have to know there are a lot of moving parts. You have to do this maneuver to this screen, that screen. And then so this all becomes incorporated into the position that you're doing. I'm just not about that life. I'm not about hustle and bustle like that where I feel like I because I will legit hate my job every day getting up. I will have an attitude. I wouldn't be able to counsel properly. So I need to go. I absolutely need to go. It's not worth it. Trust and believe I will find another position because this right here is not. It's not going to work for me. But my ambition is always to be a entrepreneur first. So just got me to thinking into the hustle culture. Again, let me, I digress sometimes and I just fall off the wagon and I go into something else. So the hustle culture, I believe, was built on the backs of uh, the baby boomer generation. And the baby boomer generation um, were those um, from like 1960 on down. Um, and with that generation, they worked nine to five, they went into an office, they worked at desk in office in, in their little cubicle offices, office, office within office. (laughs) Um, and they were loyal to the job. They stayed to retirement. They pretty much eat would eat, sleep, breathe, and do other functions within this corporation 
or organization and and love it or hate it they would be loyal to these companies then we have the gen x born 1965 to 1980 um which is like lost in the sauce we're like okay my parents said you know the gen x is like okay my parents work nine to five um i guess that's what i'm supposed to do and then it's like we are kind of with the gen x teetering towards being your own boss entrepreneur that type of thing then we have gen y or what they're called the millennials and the gen z (sighs) these kids are from what 1981 up until now or not even now because uh to like 2019 Because now we have another generation that's probably populating, right? But with this group, they are no holes bars. They make their own rules. Um, They are their own bosses. They don't follow the rules. Like they don't follow the rules at all. They don't, they don't follow a straight line. They make their own path, which in a way is commendable. Um, it's something that if I had, uh, been exposed to in my, in my time, I probably would be on board, but I'm on board now. I'm really on board. Um, having a conversation with my son, he is like Gen Z, uh, and he's just, I make, he makes his own path. You know, he's a music producer. He produces beats. Um, He has a following on SoundCloud, a really nice one, might I say, um, where he can uh, make revenue for himself through that platform. And that's amazing to me. Like that makes me just love that for him, right? And because it's like something that I would have always wanted to create, you know, but I'm so stuck in this thing where I feel like I'm part of the hustle culture, part of the baby boomers, because I'm confused. And I feel like I need to be at a nine to five and retire there. No, 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 not anymore. Mm -mm. I'm no longer committed to any company at this part uh, and at, at this moment no longer committed. I feel like I need to walk my own path at this point. Um, you, if you think about it, you put in so many hours at a place that you probably don't even care about. They, they don't care about you. Well, some don't, I'm not going to say all some don't care about you. You're just another body. If you decide to up and leave, they'll just replace you with someone else. Not a problem. Not a problem. And then it's like we will work their standards. And sometimes their standards are crazy. And we'll do it because we need a paycheck. It's no longer getting up and doing something that we feel like we'll love doing. We feel energized doing. And we just want to really be there. And we feel good about 
you know, making revenue for this company. I think we're past that. Some of us are. And I know for some, um, it is definitely okay. I don't want to shun you away from working for organizations because sometimes it's that, that having stability part, you know, just having stability and being able to feel secure within a company um, that is tried and true, uh, tried and true. And then you know that you're going to, you're going to get a steady paycheck, but it's not really permanent. Just know that because at any moment you could literally, lit, literally, I hate when people mispronounce that. Literally you could be, um, without a job. Let that sink in. So it's like you kind of don't really have security, but you do have security. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay for those who are in that place. I'm not, you know, saying anything against you and what you've chosen. But I know for me, no more loyalty. It's over. It's over. I want to do my own thing. I feel like this is how I get back my mental. This is how I get back my peace of mind because I started to see myself hate to get hating to get up every morning to even do the training. Training is the easiest part. Sometimes I feel like I was mentally stressed out with this position because see, we're not just talking about a basic position. You know, I had to deal with clinical stuff. So this was overload. I felt like I was back in my master's program all over again, man. Like it was just brutal. And I started to think like, okay, but once you learn that it'll be fine. But then I kept thinking about the other pieces they threw in there. So it was like, I have to think about this piece, which is clinical, which is the most important. And then I have to think about the other piece of it. I was like, this is too much. This, this is too much. Like, I don't want to be about that hustle and bustle. I'm not there in my mind, spiritually, mentally, like I'm not there. I feel like I will snap, crackle, pop at any moment and I will not be able to live. I will, I will be lifeless. Do you hear me, people? Lifeless. If I had to continue with a situation like that, I've done customer service. It sucked the life out of me. I no longer want parts of it. So with this being said and moving forward, I cannot do this. So, no, I don't want to be with the hustle and bustle. And then, too, if I know something's not for me, I am out. I have to do what's best for me because I feel as though we set ourselves up for this. Because we start thinking about the grind and just, you know, I can do it just to make money. It's great. Let's just do it, you know. And after a while, it's not what you want to do, but it's something that you you signed up to do. And then it starts to mentally drain you, physically drain you. Then you're like, there's nothing left for you to give, you know. And when you do things like this, I've seen people lose hair. I've seen people gain weight. I've seen people lose weight. I've seen people mentally get stressed out like myself um, from being in positions where you just you you were there because you felt like, oh, 
I need to provide. Oh, you know, I have to accept this. And it's like, no, you absolutely don't. There, if you work towards what it is that you want, how, however you might see that to make you be a productive citizen, citizen, <laughs> to make you a productive citizen, to um, earn money, you can do that for yourself. Something's going to be comfortable for you. Something's going to make sense for you. You don't dread it every day. And see, I'm not about keeping up with the Joneses. I do not care if they are, you know, if people use their status like, oh, I'm a doctor. Oh, I'm a nurse. Oh, I'm a this. I'm a that. I am not my title. Whatever I learned in school, I'm not that person. Right. I did it because there was a love to do it, but I don't go around saying I'm this, I'm that like, no, I don't do it. You know, I did it because it had meaning towards it, you know, um, and this was something I was passionate about when you're passionate about it, you don't have to boast about it. Like it's not necessary. Everybody don't need to know what you do. Everybody doesn't need to know that. Trust me, half of the people probably don't even care. That's your title. That's what you wear on your back or whatever, since you want to boast about it. That's, that's you. That's not everybody else. Half of the people don't even care. You know, so that hustle is to maintain a status. You think because you have this title, you make this kind of money that, oh, you know, you're going to be recognized for that. Oh, he makes a lot of money. Yeah. Maybe if you are the type of person, if you're a rapper um, or you are like in an entertainment business, you know, or maybe you look at yourself like an entertainer, though. OK, let's really get into it. Maybe you look at yourself like an entertainer and you're part of Hollywood and this is or we see it so much with, you know, that part, you know, with Hollywood that or the famous or celebrities that we feel like, OK, but if I build this status for myself, I'll be known for that. I promise you, we chase the wrong things out here. It's just wild to me. And it has a lot of status. It has a lot of freaking status out here. It just drives me nuts. And I'm like, Lord, why? How? How? But it just does. And people chase that. They chase that because it looks lovely. It looks wonderful they make their lives just look so glamorous but best in, best believe these those individuals they break down too because they are part of the hustle culture and as i said with the hustle culture it is just about that constant grind it is to achieve success great success or maybe not even success at all Maybe just until you get ill or mentally ill. So that person that looks like they have it all and it's just fabulous where they are, you know, and they're just experiencing everything. They may not be so happy. So I'm all about not creating that hustle life, but creating a life that I love. I just can't wait to get up and do that thing every day that's the space that i'm in right now i'm so happy i guess for this awakening for this position it just really honed in for me like what my mind needs to be set on and just like go after that 
So I don't know what this podcast episode did for you, but for me, I guess it was just like a venting moment. And for me to have an opportunity to chat with you about this culture that we live, that's called the hustle culture. Do you live that hustle culture? Do you live that grind everyday culture? Or you are you at that point where you're like, you know what, I'm not grinding anymore. I'm living a life that I want to live and create the life that I love, that I feel most comfortable with. Or is the hustle culture what you most feel um, comfortable, what you feel comfortable in? Is this something that you feel most comfortable in? For some it is, for some it isn't. I think it's always going to be a divide, you know. Probably the people who don't believe in the hustle culture are going to be looked at as lazy. And the people who don't like the hustle culture are going to look at the people who like the hustle culture like maniacs. <laughs> you know, it's always going to be divided, but I think you just find your peace at the end of the day. So, Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. I really appreciate you all the time, Smooch's family, for coming back. Um, tune in every week. Tell a friend. Um, subscribe. Leave comments. Rate. Also, there's a feature on anchor.fm. If you want to leave me a message, do so. I would love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Smooch's Podcast. You can um, also email me, Smooch's Podcast at gmail.com. Um, check out my website where I sell all natural body butters, different scents, unscented, and also different scents of candles. Our mission through uh, the company, Talithia Co., is to have you um, create a, a to create an experience through our products. Um, and that I feel like we'll do. Uh, that I feel like it will do. Um, the website is www.talithiaco.com, www.talithiaco.com. So check us out on the website. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you again for being a part of the Smooches family. And until next time, Smooches!